0: Hey folks, welcome again to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson, and uh, we are glad to have you here in our little weekly podcast. We work for a company called JSL Solutions, and we go through this routine every every week. But uh, again, just in case you're new to us, JSL Solutions is a, a company uh, that Steve actually started about, uh, what, 15 years ago now?
1: Right? uh Yeah. No, and
0: 14 there. Yeah. 14? I thought it was
1: 2001. That's oh, it's right. Going to be,
0: it's going to be 15 pretty soon. Another so, year. And, and what is JSL Solutions for those who don't so know? So
1: we have three primary products, StreamingChurch.tv for live streaming, Church App Live for mobile apps for churches, and MyFlock.com, which is church management and uh, website management.
0: And we're soon going to introduce a fourth product.
1: Yes. Yeah, but we're not going to tell anybody yet, right? Uh No. Okay. Well, it's a big secret. we'll wait
0: till next week. Wait till next week. Oh, we're going to do it next week. So I don't we know. should we'll see. This. All right. Okay, so Steve and I have been involved in ministry for a long time. We've known each other for a long time and uh we do these podcasts once a week normally. Well, usually tech related things, although we've both been involved in leadership in our churches and for many years and so we many times divert to uh uh sometimes topics that are maybe not necessarily tech-related, leadership things, volunteer stuff, all those kind of things. But today's tech-related. Today is actually tech-related. We actually have a special guest um, on the line here with us. His name is Craig Smee, and Craig Smee is the Connect pastor at a church called The Point in Antelope, California. Craig, it's nice to have you on the show today.
2: Oh, Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Steve. Really good to be with you guys and really excited about um, chatting through some of the things that we've got planned for the show.
0: We've got some great things planned for the show because uh, you have a background in ministry that goes back for many years. Your people may have noticed your accent uh, already. and Tell us, what what is that accent that you have?
2: Well, it's definitely not Australian and it's definitely not English, for those of you who might confuse a South African accent with those. Um, I'm from Johannesburg, South Africa, and uh, really good to be able to uh, bring some african flair over here in the united states.
0: Yeah, well we won't get into the differences we don't have enough time to get into <laughs> the differences between australian and and british and whatever that. But but uh seriously we're we're glad to have you here. And so um coincidentally or maybe not coincidentally, we are launching a new feature on our streamingchurch.tv platform. And so we thought we would talk about the new feature is called Simulated
1: li- simulated live services. Easy for you to say. Yeah, so
0: simulated live and and uh, so Steve, uh, we want to get Craig's input here because he's familiar with it. He's used it before, not with our not with our actual platform, but in other instances. But Steve, tell us. Uh, you tell me quickly here what simulated live is. I'm so sure a lot of people
1: are wondering you know, what simulated ahead. live. It, it's kind of as you, you know, as you may expect. It's um, being able to put on a service that is simulated live. So you actually take a recording from a past service or one you've put together, you know, especially for your simulated live, and you play it as a live service. So you have uh, you basically can do church and leave the doors of the church closed if so, you wanted to. Yeah, if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's one hundred percent online, and we encourage you, you know, to have some ministry happening online where you have a web host or a web pastor and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing participating. So you would stream this kind of like you would a live service, but it's not really live.
0: It's something that was done either. It's pre-recorded, yes. So Craig, uh, you've got some experience in this. Tell us a little bit about your experiences using Simulated Live from
2: your past. Well, it's a a really unique way of being able to multiply what you guys or what a, a church is doing at any given time without putting extra pressure on um, production teams, preachers, pastors, speakers, um, extra hosts. And it it means that by simply recording a message every week, you can multiply that into multiple services through the week or maybe on a Sunday evening. Perhaps you're thinking about launching a Sunday evening service and you don't know if it's going to take off. You don't have the resources to do so. Well, you can record your Sunday morning um, um, message and then simply package it, put it up as a simulated live, have some live um hosts and folk who can welcome um the the people exactly like you do in a in a in a streaming environment, but you're not preaching, it's not putting any extra toll on the church, and you've fundamentally got an evening service online that allows people to check out your church, see what's going on, get involved um digitally, and then slowly but surely assimilate into a relationship with your church, whether that eventually results in them Um, coming along to your brick and mortar environment, or um, just joining in the church life from a distance. It also allows for those folk who are perhaps serving during your Sunday morning messages, um, whether in the children's church or in other areas of your ministry, to be able to catch up um, that evening or maybe on a Monday evening, um, be able to catch up with the message and stay abreast with what's going on in the church and what the message was for the week. It's a really lightweight way of making sure that you can run a digital campus without having to worry about uh, encoders and and all those other fancy things and it also gives you the opportunity to edit that message and make sure that it's packaged just right for an online audience as opposed to um, a streamed out version of a brick and mortar message this way you can have an online pastor that literally pastors an online community talks to talk and is concise and to the point in an online environment that will appeal to an online audience
0: so um, that's a that's a good um, articulation there of the whole thing so there's going to be some people that are going to say, well wait a minute why why can't we just have things in our archives and our media vault and just you know just let it go. Don't worry about simulated live. And you've kind of touched on on already, because you've said, well, uh, the idea is to have a live person in the chat room, or at least one live, maybe multiple people chatting with people as they watch
2: the service. Yeah, I think it also comes down to a number of other things. Um, having a, a vault um, doesn't, or or a or an on-demand environment where people can watch those videos and things. Um, I mean, that's just. That's a YouTube line, or a, or a Vimeo line, or whatever you're going to be doing, or whatever platform you're going to be using. You, you can definitely have that on-demand environment, and works well. Um, even on on um, on the, the streaming church TV environment, you've got that vault, and you can have all of that stuff stored. What it doesn't do is um, engender or create a sense of being involved in the community. And what we found um, running uh, simulated live services for a number of churches across the states, as well as into Africa. Is that when you've got a simulated live service, it's got a start time, it's got an end time. It's it simulates going to church live. I know I've got to be there at six o'clock. Uh, it's not something that I, you know, when, when I drop into the service uh, at three minutes past six in a, on a Sunday afternoon, for example, I'm going to I'm going to meet the service where the service is at. It's not going to start at the beginning of the video for me. So it's it creates a six o'clock time that I go to church. And, um, yeah, I might be sitting in my armchair, but i am still got to be there at 6 o'clock. And there's a, there's a community there. There's people dialoguing and chatting. And, and I get to know that community. I, I, I get to know the people in that chat room. And it makes it feel like I'm participating in a service as opposed to just watching an archive um, video, which also has its place. This is not here to replace that. It's here to augment the, um, the video file that you've got in your, in your vault with a live component of community-based chat and dialogue and, and people really kind of coming together no matter where they are in the world and no matter what time zone they are, because you can schedule um, different services dependent on that online community, um, and that community comes together at that specific time. So it really does engender that live community piece around the latest message coming out of your organization.
1: Right. So. Um, one of the things that has come up, or, or you know, a, a common question people may be asking is, "Well, isn't this a little deceptive?" I mean, you're 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 holding the service and making like it's a live service, but it's not really a live service. Do you? How do you address? Um, I mean, do you? Are you upfront with that when you're doing these simulated live services, saying, "Hey, this thing was recorded," or if it comes up, or you know, um, that whole deal that it was pre-recorded do you keep that from the audience or do you um address it if it comes up or do you you know how do you how do you handle the the fact that um you know the that it's pre-recorded <laughs> yeah the worship leader was yeah
2: go ahead there's 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 um no excuse um in any church environment for a lack of transparency so um you know it's it's you've got to make sure that um whether it comes up or you upfront about it, that you are upfront about it. It's uh, and what we've done is in the live environment of the chat room where there's volunteers. They will introduce the um, this week's message or whatever as the one that was recorded on Saturday night, or the one that was recorded this morning, um, or the one that was recorded on Sunday morning, and, um, and and they will actually mention things like I was in this message when it was recorded and you're going to you're going to find that point number 3 is really going to impact your life um and and it's openly spoken that the that it is simulated live in other words the, the simulated part is the is the video and the live part is the is the meat of it is the live part is the dialogue and the chat and the live community um interaction that's happening on the go
1: right.
2: so, a lot of churches sorry uh, go ahead i'm sorry so what a lot of churches are doing in this space um is that they um Top and tail the message with a recorded intros from the online pastor, and and he actually introduces and speaks pretty much like your greeters and welcomers and announcements, um, folk at your brick and mortar church would do. He does that specifically for the online community. So he would he wouldn't say um, you know we're going to be passing a, a, an offering. Uh, he would say well there's an opportunity to give. You just need to click on the banner below or click on the link above. He would speak specifically to that online community and he gets the opportunity or she gets the opportunity to be able to introduce and, and set the scene for the pre-recorded part and the live interaction. Um, and it's pretty important that that host, whether they do it on video or they do it in the chat room, um, make sure that people understand that this is a pre-recorded but it's a—it's the most recent message. It's the message that was recorded on Sunday morning. It's the message that you know. It's the next one in the series. And, and using that kind of terminology, we make sure that people understand that this was pre-recorded, and the live piece is actually having somebody live building the community part and the community dialogue.
1: So you—you you had mentioned you've been doing this for a while with a, another ministry, right? Has that been a few years, or how, how long were you doing this? With the other ministry, and what was the impact of doing this on their, uh, you know, their ministry for those that are coming
2: through the, the doors of the church? Well, it was it was the, the the impact has been great. There's been some churches that have been leading the way in in this space um, from the states for um, almost a decade, if not more, um, and have really led the way in 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 shaping what an online church experience is. And and I think it's important that you see the online church experience as an extension of your brick and mortar church of your real world church. It's, it's not to replace it. It's there to extend, to multiply, um, to get the message out into more time zones, into other countries uh, in for people that have left the church, but still feel part of the church. Maybe they've moved away for those serving in the military in your organisation that can still be part while they while they're on a tour of duty. Um, folks serving on, you know, in restaurants in, in, in environments where they just can't get to church, but they can get to, you know, be part of an online community on another day. And that's really where we've seen the growth um, for for churches is that they're able to capture um, all of those folk who, for whatever reason, just couldn't get to church on Sunday. But the biggest area of growth that we've seen in in some of these churches that have run it, specifically in the one that that I was involved with um, most recently in building the platform, um, building a platform for them, was around the fact that you can now leverage off this online church community to introduce other people to the church in a very non-threatening way. So you can introduce um, folk to a series of messages without them getting out of their armchair. Um, they can participate in the church for the first couple of weeks without leaving their home. Right. And you can slowly draw them in and you can invite other people to participate in the message without having to haul them off on a Sunday morning or go and fetch them. You can introduce them to the church environment um, in a very comfortable, non-threatening way. And then later that that leads on to people participating and people growing. And then the other area is we get a lot of people that are in the message on a Sunday morning they really appreciate the message, and you know what it's like. You, you hear one point, and you're busy reading in the scriptures about that point, and you've, you've, before you know it, you've missed the second point, and you have to try and catch up in your thinking. A lot of people use this as a second um, listening to the message, as a, as a mechanism of, of actually dialoguing with the community, talking in churches, but online so, so they'll they'll go to the service
1: on Sunday and in person and then also maybe revisit the service again
2: later in the week. Is that what you're saying? That, that's right. They revisit it, but then they invite others that to come along and say, "Well you know I really uh, this message was really awesome. I'm going to catch it again on Monday." and by just clicking on some 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 social media iconography or or links, it enables the listeners that are participating in the message online to invite using social media to invite their friends to come and join them while they're online. So ah. that that all kind of happens and that community starts growing. So we, we'll find that for the first couple of times we do it, it's two hosts and one person in the, in the event. But that person that came along to that first event very quickly invites others and tells others about his, his online church experience while he's listening to the message. And you'll find that by the middle of the message, there's 20 people online and they're all joining, and they're all inviting um, and very quickly you find that the folk who come along to the first sessions or the first online experiences they want to participate they want to help and and you can train them and teach them to be online hosts and so you've got a whole set of new volunteers that are able to put up their hand that might not be able to volunteer in a normal capacity, mm-hmm. so we're finding folk that are perhaps um, are are paraplegic or are disabled in some way that um can't stand up at the door and greet people um, at the at the church experience in the brick and mortar environment but you're now giving a whole bunch of people the opportunity to volunteer and lead and participate in a way that that fits their lifestyle or fits their current situation so that's another area that really helps
1: another thing i hadn't you just mentioned that i hadn't really thought about is the i mean this the church can kind of move into the the prime time, you know, the TV prime time of the evening. Um, you know, rather than watching Law and Order, you can invite your friends to church, and everybody can get together and and do church at you know during
0: you during the evening
1: when people are yeah you know, being attending in your underwear. Do you have something against Law and Order?
2: It's, it's a very <laughs> popular show. Yeah, I, I was under the impression that we were no longer a law based church. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. No, that's a good point, Steve. Uh so the I never really I- thought of that. The, <laughs> well, yeah, and the big idea here is is interaction, one of the big ideas with simulated as as well as live streaming, but simulated live too, especially, as opposed to just having it stuck in your media vault somewhere, is simulated live, you have a host or host that interact.
1: Yeah. And another just to leverage off of Craig's comments, I know that um uh, even with with the the streaming live service um I was able to attend my church with my sister that lives on another part of the country and it, it's a it's a neat um thing to be able to go to church together with your sister who lives, you know, yeah. 2,000 miles away Yeah. and so you can kind of experience the thing, same thing together.
0: Yeah. And, and she doesn't <laughs> even like you. Right. So
1: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing.
0: Well, you know, one of the things you mentioned, Craig, and by the way, we're talking to Craig uh, Smee he, here from, uh, um, the point church. Uh, he's the, um, uh, connections pastor at the point church in Antelope, California. Never heard of Antelope, California. Where's that at?
2: It's um, just outside of Roseville, which is, um, in the Northern California area okay. um, near Sacramento. Yeah. Do, do you have lots of antelopes running around there? I knew you'd ask that question, but we'll just move on to the next point. Right.
0: <laughs> so uh, uh, now, oh, so my train of oh, one of the points you mentioned was people who don't normally volunteer and serve could, could possibly volunteer and serve with simulated live. Uh, and we actually had that happen a few years ago at the church. Steve and I were at, no, we had a, we had a, actually a, a guy from, uh Ohio, we're out here in Arizona and uh he ran across us somehow online and we started to connect with him through the chat and interaction over the past over like a period of probably about a year and we actually end up uh allowing him to be a host.
2: Uh, yeah. Gave him admin yeah, he,
0: privileges, and and his wife came on board to help as well. And they yeah. were basically kind of his wife was working, he was disabled. I think he was a disabled fireman, and uh, and then his son actually reconnected with God through the whole ordeal as well. And they were hosting and and doing lots of things. And uh, uh, yeah, you know, was he, he, was, he
1: became a a trusted yeah. part of our church, mm-hmm. and we never met him never in person.
0: Met him. I think we did yeah. a video. I think we had him do a video one time we put him up yeah, on the screen. He was actually part of a message. Yeah, part of a message we put him up on the screen in the in the in what Craig would call the big the brick and mortar uh, building. But yeah, so uh awesome stuff here. So, uh I want to kind of move along here, but uh I want to get to something real practical, okay? Because I there's people probably li- listening going, "Okay, this is a great idea, but I don't have much budget. How the heck do I do this?" So, let me throw this out to you, Craig. Since you are a resident expert, since you're from South Africa, that automatically makes you an expert. Uh, so, how, you know, how would you tell somebody that's maybe a small church, hundred hundred people, hundred fifty, or maybe even less? But you know, maybe they're doing some streaming right now, or maybe they're not. But but how could they practically do this without breaking the budget?
2: Well, I mean, f- first up, the, the the platform, the streaming church the TV platform, is is just amazingly cost effective when compared to um, other streaming environments, and, and as you guys have mentioned, the, the streaming uh, church.tv platform now allows for the simulated live piece, which is just fantastic because simulated live is probably um, less expensive than doing a live stream. In that, you get the opportunity to edit, you get the opportunity to do a few things, and, and you can do all of that on a on a very simple basis. Uh, even for the largest church, some of the larger churches that that I've been consulting with and help build their they simulated live environment we were shooting on relatively inexpensive equipment most of the time when we was shooting on an iphone the, the iphone the, the online host was was doing his intros utilizing an iphone as a as the capture device um, it, it doesn 't take a whole lot to get this up and running um, and yet it 's probably the, the easiest way to develop a small to medium church um, to have a much greater presence. Um, and I always believe that if if you're working in the kingdom of God and you're working in that space, he's always going to enable you to punch above your weight belt, um, and and this enables in a very cost-effective way um, to get going into this whole streaming environment without having to incur great amounts of cost.
1: Yeah, so, there's, there's actually, yeah. I mean, there, there's really. As far as costs, I mean, if costs beyond, there's definitely there's no financial cost if you're already streaming. So say you're already streaming your services, um, and you're already recording your services. It's just making those services available at another time. So there's 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 no financial cost. There's the only cost would be to make sure that that you have a robust environment online, which is you're going to draw upon a talented greeter or host to uh, attend the service. That's, that's pretty key.
0: So I, I'm kind of I'm jumping
1: good. through this cause we're kind of getting short on time here. I,
0: I don't mean to cut you off, We probably should do another uh, podcast with you as well, Craig on, on this topic and maybe something else. But so basically I, I'm, I just kind of want to write this out or ex- express this to people listening. So you've got a video that especially if you've already streamed, you capture the video that you've been streaming and then you take that video and now with our product, then there's different products out there, different companies. But with our product, you know, you you have it uploaded to the on-demand server, okay. And you could do some post editing before yes. you do that. And there are some software programs out there you could use that aren't real expensive to do some post editing if you wanted to do some post editing. And and then you you know you upload it to the on-demand server, and then you just kind of choose the the file that you want to use for simulated live, and that's it. You don't need to have a live encoder going. Uh, You don't need to have internet necessarily, just internet to be able to go in and
1: participate in the service. Yeah. Right.
0: Obviously, to participate, which is a big thing. I mean, you definitely want to have somebody participating if you're doing simulated live. Otherwise, what, you know, I mean, you you want to have that. So I'm just trying to get this out. So it's try to spell it out. It's very simple. Yeah. It's It's very very
2: important as well to understand, though, that um, if you're going to be serious about building an online, campus or an online experience that, um, it's not just about taking the message as it was and, and putting it up. Um, I think that post editing part is very important to be able to have somebody speak into that church online, that, that, that online experience, that online community. um, it's a different campus. It's a, it's a different, um, experience to what you're going to be doing on, for example, on a Sunday morning. So it's important to add a little bit of the online atmosphere, the the click here, the um, hey guys, we we got some folk joining us from uh, mention some places, out of state, out of town that people are joining you from. Um, it just it just adds a flavour of of making that online community feel like number one, they are a a, a, a recognized piece of your church, and then it's not just about um, you know taking a video and putting it up there that there's actually been some thought gone into how do we build and create this online um, environment and this online campus, whether that be streaming or that be simulated live, some attention needs to be given to that. And I think if anything, that would be a really neat piece to put into a second podcast as regards, how do you actually address your online community properly in your Sunday morning messaging and your videoing and your editing and your streaming How do you build that online community properly?
1: Yeah. And there was another point that you had made earlier in the week as we were talking, I thought was really good. And that was, um, you said, say your church is considering a Sunday evening service and you haven't had Sunday evening services. You could start with a simulated live and see, kind of test the market and see, are people going to show up Sunday night? And, you know, and if it's, you get a, a good turnout and it shows positive, you know, that Sunday evening Simulated live may turn into uh, a physical live service. And then you may you know, do the same kind of thing for a midweek service.
2: And for, and for medium to larger churches as well, they can use, utilize that data. If they're thinking about planting another campus in another area, um, they can have a look at the data of folk who are attending their online campus and say, well, you know, the six o'clock works in this area, but the nine in the morning one doesn't. And so, um, you, you know, you, you're able to gauge where you can plant next where you can open up the next campus and you've really got a core at the heart of 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 your plant or your next campus that you've really got rallied together in an online community that you can utilize and leverage off
1: right so you're no longer starting from scratch i know that some uh, church plants can it's really challenging when you're having your first sundays in a <laughs> church plant
0: right. yeah i remember those days
1: yeah so <laughs> if you've got a core that's already part of it mm-hmm. and that's it that makes a big difference. Yeah, it makes awesome. a big difference for the environment, for growing the church, as well as just making a, a kind of a non awkward uh, yeah, first few services. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So guess what? We're out of time. <laughs> but uh, I think you've got a good point, Craig. We'll need to bring you back again, and we'll talk about some other aspects of, of streaming online. So, Craig, if people, uh, you, you know, I, I just know you're very generous with helping churches, uh, just besides your own, uh, would people, if people wanted some advice from you or wanted to talk to you, would that be okay if I, uh, gave them your contact information?
2: That'd be great. I'm, I'm passionate about saying that we we've got to grow and move with the times as a church. And I'm talking capital C church. And, um, if we can get more people hearing the gospel and more people engaging in community, um, let's use whatever it takes, whatever platform it takes, to make sure that we can do that. So, great! It's an honor to be able to come alongside churches and help them grow All this right. piece. So, the way you can
0: get a hold of us, folks, and, and even Craig for that matter, just just send us an email: support at streaming church. Dot TV. You can catch us on iTunes. We'll upload this on iTunes. Just look for Church Solutions Podcast. Uh, we're on a YouTube channel. Look for StreamingChurch.tv. We're all over the map where we've got a little, little blog, NewMediaMinistries.tv. So uh, by all means, contact us if you have some input on this, if you think Simulated Live is a great idea. Maybe you think it's a bad idea. We'd we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your thoughts on this stuff. So, so let us know. So Craig, again, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We sure appreciate it.
2: No, my pleasure. And it's been an honor to be able to be with you guys. All right. Well, we'll do this
0: again sometime. So uh, that's Craig. Uh, Steve Lacey is here. I'm Phil Thompson. We are out of here. Have yourself a great day. We will catch you next time for another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.